Um, so there's a lot of worrying to worry about, and there's a lot of things to think about. And as you go through it, I go through it. The disciples, they went through this, and they had Jesus right with them, and they worried about stuff. I'm sure Peter's like, man, I got my fishing industry, you know, my boat and all that, like, you know, and, and here's Jesus, God, and he's still worrying about stuff. You know, and the disciples, they went through the same things that we go through. So don't feel alienated, like, you know, like we're the only ones. But I want to, um, I want to read, I'm going to read a couple of quickies here, and then we'll go into the first main scripture. And it is in, uh, we're here. I'll just, um, it's in John. It says, in the beginning, God's like that book in, for the New Testament and the Old Testament. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then John, in the New Testament, in the beginning, okay, remember, the word was with God, okay? And so you, he's taking you right back to the very beginning of whenever that was. Now, he goes right past Bethlehem. He goes past all the, the shopping centers, and he goes past through past all that. And it takes you back to the very beginning. Because the word was with God and he was was God. So John had a beautiful way of bypassing all this stuff. So it's like all these things that are out there. You know, God has a way of taking us past these things. Taking us to the one, which is the word, which was Jesus. So it's not so much the problems. That you're coming from. It's the one that you're running to. It's the person that you're running to. So it's not so much the one you're running from, these problems. It's who you're running to, which is Christ. You know, if you have someone who's got a problem, things and all that, you know what you're going to do? You're going to usher them to the feet of Jesus. That's what you want to do. That's what's going to bring in the peace. Problems? We can't, can't, I can't take care of problems for people. Can't do that. They'll say, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, boom, they pick it up. It's like, we do. But it's Christ is what's going to change the hearts of people. And then things start filtering out. God bless you. Feel free to do like, you know, Dana was doing there as far as coughing and all that. So, I'm going to say it again. It's not what you're running from. It's who you're running to. Okay. It says in Philippians, don't, I'm going to read this, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Do not be anxious about anything. Okay, that's that one. We'll go back to the first one. With me, Rylan? Go back to the Philippians in chapter 1, now, I know I'm, I'm messing them up here. So don't be worried about nothing. You're like, sure, Jim. Sure. Now, how do I do that? You know? You know? That's impossible, isn't it? There's not a one of us. Even though it says, don't be anxious about nothing. And that means worry. Big time. We all worry, don't we? You know? And um, do. 
We were worried about a lot of different things that we just talked about. Family issues, health issues, money issues, you name it. We do. So here's Paul, who's in prison, telling us not to be worried about things that we're going to be going through here. So the way I look at it is like this. Always, you always got a who, and you got a what, and you got a where. You got the three W's right there. Who are we dealing with here on these situations that we go through? Who, what, and where? All right. In Philippians 1, 3 through 6, you got that one, Rylan? Okay. Okay, I will slowly read this. I think that's part of it right there. All right, Philippians, here, here's, here's the who. Here's the who part, and then we'll get into main scripture here. Is, um, I thank God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Because being confident of this, that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion in the day till the day of Jesus Christ. All right. So there's the who. We're dealing with Jesus. That's the whole purpose of this. Okay. And I'm going to go back to that anxious word. I'm like, well, how am I going to swing this one, Jim, as far as this worrying stuff? Well, in this one, being confident that he who began a good work and all of us here will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So there's a lot of work. It says in Hebrews too that it produces that harvestus of um um of um and it 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 produces that harvest for those who are being trained by it. So we're always in training. He's remembering, it says in here, you. So he's remembering his brothers and sisters. And all my prayers are for you. So he's praying. This is in tough times that he's going through. Right? This is what we do. We pray for each other. And with joy. The guy's in prison. How do you sing joy when you feel like you're being in prison somewhere? You know what I mean? Or you're just like in, in a bad situation. All right? God's promise. His presence. Knowing that others are growing. Okay, it's so important knowing that he's co-laboring with people, knowing that this is Paul saying this while he's in prison. Say, look, at, he feels good knowing that, that he's watching people around him grow. Not just in prison, he's watching his palace guards, but also knowing that other people out there are growing. So the struggles that you're going through in life are helping other people. You know, I've said that a thousand times. Um, and we're partnering. Duration from the beginning to the end for those there, there's others out there that are going through the things that are going that you're going through in your life and they're going through the duration of it. Sometimes we just don't understand why we're going through what we're going through. And he's confident knowing that the Lord Jesus is going to change and he's going to help you through this and a work that he set you out for in your life. And you know, the cool thing about it is, is as we read these things. 
not being anxious. We'll get there to the main scripture. As we read this, maybe the worries that you brought in here kind of like filtered away a little bit. You know what I mean? What happens is, is as you go into scripture, you know, or maybe it'll be the next little piece of scripture. You're like, nah, it didn't work yet, Jim. I'm still worrying about this stuff. Some of us are like, you know what? That's exactly what I needed to hear a little bit of. You know what I mean? That's what God's word does. That's what God's word does to me. You ever get that way? You're like, you know what? I don't care what I read. I just need to read something. You know what I mean? And I know that God's going to comfort me somehow, some way. So you read it. You know, you do the old flip a roof, flip it, and you put your finger on it. And then you start reading and you're like, and then you get pulled into the word. Now, all of a sudden, these things that have just been burning in your brain are like kind of gone. And, you know, God kind of pulls you out of that. And then he pulls you back in. And you're like, wow, Lord, thank you. So it's really not that hard. Okay, that's the who. And we're talking about Jesus. Because like it says here at the very end, Jesus will carry out this work for us until the day of completion. It's about Christ. So that's who we're dealing with through these words that we're going through in our life, okay? Now the next piece of scripture is, um, is Philippians 1, 12 through 14. It says, now, I want you to know, brothers, now this is the, the um, this is the what. This is the what. Now, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. Well, because of my chains, most of our brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. So what is what we're dealing with here? This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the situations that we're going through. Brothers and sisters, guys and gals alike. It doesn't make any difference. We all go through these things together. And he's saying what has happened to me. There again, it's these situations that go in our lives. All right? Advancing the gospel. That's the goal. That's the goal. Sometimes you just, out of the blues, out of the blues, you get out of your car, 7-Eleven, there's some dudes standing there. And you're the only car pulling in, and he's right there. He might have his little dog with him. And you get out, and you're like, all right, Lord, let's, whatever. What's the first thing? You know, you're like, hey, how's it going? And then you end up praying a little bit. How many times that happens sometimes? You, know, you do that, you know, you're like out of the blues, you know. It always boils down to advancing God's word. And God's word covers so many levels. It encourages. It, it, it teaches. It corrects. It, it, it takes care of so much stuff, but... How many times these things happen? And this is what Paul was in prison again, and he's at the palace guard. So, and everyone else he talks about here. So, politically wise, he was in prison because of politics out there, you know? I mean, they, they go hand in hand with this world and the, and the Romans and all that, you know? And it's the same way now. You can see how it is. 
you can't say this, you can't say that, you don't want to offend and all that. You're like, this is crazy. He was thrown in prison. They go hand in hand. You know, he wasn't exactly good for the Roman PR system. You know what I mean? I'm sure the tabloids are like, man, we got this. This is crazy, man. Rome, they didn't like this stuff. So you know what? In the same way with our current government, and it's just gotten worse and worse. It seems like you can't bring up the name of Jesus. You're not going to chain up breakfast. That is not going to happen. Not through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the advancement. So we, you know, sometimes God's going to keep you in bay, always chained up at one point and then the through the joy of the lord and they they sang in prison and the prison gates were open <laughs> and they were there for freedom you know what i mean so god's going to keep you in one where he wants you and you're like you know what oh but sometimes he's got you there you know like why is that and then other times he's going to give you that freedom to go I like when you see that little pop on, you know, in the airline, you know, you're free to roam, you know, the seatbelt light comes off. You know, for Paul, it was like the chain light going off, you know what I mean? And uh, he didn't have the chains no more, you know. So sometimes we're there, and sometimes God gives us free reign, you know, and we just can't figure these things out sometimes. So, and he encouraged. They had the courage, and they were fearless. Others will benefit from your struggles to watch you as you go through your times. Okay, now the where, which is in Philippians 3, 13 through 14. Look through here, and we will get to the main highlight piece of scripture here pretty quick. I mean, can't stand the wait no more. And um, <laughs> um, it says, but one thing I do know, there's confidence right there, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. So this is the where. Okay, the where is where this all is leading to. Through all the struggles, through who we follow, to that one day, heavenly now. One day. We will all reach for those who are in Christ. That day where we, you know, you've seen that picture of the first day in heaven. You know what I mean? Where she was that woman embracing. I love that picture. You know, you see it and you're like, this is like, it's so beautiful. Jesus is there and this woman, you can tell she just ran and wrapped her arms. And she's almost like crying and just so joyful that she, she she's embracing Jesus. You know, like one day. I don't know if it's going to be exactly like that. You know, we can only imagine, you know, like the song says, but we will be there. We will be there, but we can be confident of this. Confident. Don't worry about yesterday because yesterday, you know, tomorrow we got our own problems. Okay, but straining to go forward, continue, even though we're going through these struggles. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, it's not, remember, it's not what you're running from. It's who you're running to. And, um, and it, it, in, in straining, you just continue. You know, it says in the Bible too, keep asking. Remember, ask, seek, and knock. And then after that, it says, keep asking and keep seeking. 
and kidnapping. You know, sometimes scriptures like you read that, you're like, well, that's that's kind of a no-brainer. You know what I mean? You know, just kind of keep knocking. You know, just keep banging that and, and just keep asking these questions to keep going to God. That's the whole point. That's what Jim does. There's no magic number that God throws out there. If you notice the scripture, he's like, you know, after you prayed like six times to maybe eight times, if you don't hear an answer, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no numbers on these things. It says, keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking. That's what we are made. That's how we're made. This is how I'm made. Because many times I can't figure these things out. It takes a couple of shots at this. It's kind of like a good pitcher. You get up there and you got like, first time, man, he's just, he burns it right by you. Like, oh, that was made a fool out of me that time. Then the second time, do it again. Third time, you start to figure these things out. Fourth time, man, you, you're going to get something out of this. You know what I mean? You watch this thing. That's what happens with the Lord. When you these life just kind of, you're like, you know what? Then we start maturing. And then we start hearing his voice. All right. Who, what, and where? Where? Where we're going? Heavenly now. So all this stuff that's in the back, the struggles, don't worry about so much. You've been thrown. People are growing. We know who's in charge and who we're dealing with Christ. Heavenly bow. Okay? Now, our main piece of scripture here is Philippians 4. And you've all heard this. I just wanted to kind of lead up to this a little bit. And it says, now we can go back to the first part of it. It says, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, you got it up there? Got it. Flap up. You got it? Yeah. So how y'all doing today? Need some background music. Come <laughs> on, pop it up there, man. Yeah. Anyway. Philippians 4. No? Well, I'll just read it. How's that? It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer petition. All right? So, let's go back to the worrying bit. Are you going to worry? Yeah. You want to worry less? Jim's going to tell you of a program that works like that. It's called prayer. Petition. You take it to the Lord. You ever do a petition before? You write these things out. Yeah. You ever do that? You ever do that with God? People that say, oh, no, no, no. You're not supposed to pray about yourself. God already knows what's going on in your life. You know what I mean? All right. I, I got these things right here. I'm like, Lord, I need some help. I really do. I really need some help. Not only me, these other people over here, my friends, my family, we all need your help. You know what I mean? You can include yourself. Remember in John 17, Jesus prayed to his father for on his behalf. Then he prayed for his disciples. Then he prayed for the future believers. You know? Yeah. There's no set standard here. He says, you know what? You want more or less? Pray some more. Because one kind of, you know, you put your fist down on the water and the water comes up. It's called displacement. The more prayer you have, the less worrying you do. Just like we're doing here. 
all right? And I pray that some of these worries, maybe that are going on in your life, are pushed aside a little bit. Now, do they have a way of coming back in? Yes. Yes, they do. It says, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, being thankful, and presenting your request to God. I love that. Dear Lord, help. Please, you take care of this. Okay? You take care of this. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here's a biggie. Peace. We're not talking world peace. We're not talking, like, giggly peace. We're not talking, you know, um, um, positive thinking, good feelings, no conflict. You know, can't we all just, you ever seen that? He's got these bumper stickers, you know, world peace and all that. So, dude, that ain't never going to happen. Okay, if you haven't figured that one out by now, you know what I mean? I mean, they might as well throw that bumper sticker out, you know? Yeah, peace. Consider it all joy, my brothers, that when you go through these struggles in James, you know what I mean? That we would persevere through that. You know, you don't get all happy and giggly when you get laid off from work. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't, when you lose something, you know that. You're like, yeah, all right, man, that's what I want, No. It's knowing that you have, God gives you that peace and that understanding that he is there in your life to help you through this time, which transcends all of our understanding. I don't know why I have peace right now in my life, because I just really blew it big time, or something bad has happened, but I do. That is God's peace. All right? That's the one that you can't describe. It's the one that you share with people, and they're like, "Man, what's going on?" You're like, "I'll tell you what. I, I, I just, you know, I, it's like I just flipped my Jeep, you know, and, and it's like God's I, 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 giving me some peace about this, you know. What I mean, at least we're safe and everything, and you know, and, and God helps us through these times. And He will guard our hearts and our minds. Remember, our hearts and our minds. Oh, oh." Call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. All who believe in their heart and confess. So it's this two way process. It's not just lip service and this mind thing you go through. It's not just your heart. It's, you know what I mean? You've got a meanness. So, so he's like, you know what? I'm going to help guard your hearts and your minds in the process as you go through this. As you give it to me. Jim, I'm going to help you through this, and I'm going to help you grow through this, and it will guard your hearts. Well, Paul knew something about guards, didn't he? You know, it seemed like half the time he was in prison, he was always guarded, you know what I mean? And uh, so, and, but yet the guards were coming to Jesus in prison. Guarding, and then this kind of guard, maybe it's two different things and all, but when you think of a guy like Paul, you're like, man, this guy was an animal. And people were coming to Jesus in prison. I remember when we were down in Mexico years ago. John, you might relate to this. We're down there, and, um, and we went down there for like 20 years building homes and all that. And um, and one year we were down there, and we got some flack because what happened was is some of the families, they had, because there's always stuff on the side of the house, and it was an old tub. And, uh, and we're filling the water up. We were doing baptisms in the, in, the, in, the, in the tub. And some of the pastors down there, or the priests, or whatever they were, they didn't like that. 
was kind of like you know their turf and we're doing work like that and all and we were told to stop you know and it's like baptizing people people were coming to christ because we're out there wetting couldn't speak any spanish for guys like me you know you throw in a little bit of cool words you know what i mean and and uh but you know i mean and people coming to jesus because we're all we're out there sweating, things are dropping, getting tar all over us, you know. We just look like a bunch of pigs out there. We're getting house done and all that. But people are coming to Jesus and they want to get baptized? Oh, yeah. You bet. And we caught flack off that. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. Like we're, you know, we're in the wrong turf. Yeah, it's just too bad, you know? And uh, God will guard us and He will protect us through these times. It says in 8, finally, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, I like that, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, when I look at this list, I think it's kind of cool. Now, this is just me, but... I look at it where he breaks it down, like the first couple, three or four words is like for the guys. You know, you look at it, you're like, all right, whatever's true, normal, right, and then pure, okay. All right, guys, wrong. And you say, all right, gals, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. It's almost like a, a change in the gear, you know, the way he says that. Just the way that that's what God's scripture does. Many times it will touch us a little differently. It doesn't change the doctrine, but it's the way it affects our lives, the way that God talks to us, you know what I mean? But I could just picture Paul saying this, right? He said, brothers and sisters, breaking these things down because we we function a little differently and we kind of more receptive to certain words as far as guys and gals. It says, and but think about these things. Think about these things. I want to go back to what I said as far as parking lots during the holiday season. It's insane. See, these are things that really get to me. And it's saying, Jim, we know about that. Think about the other good things out there that, that replace these craziness that goes on in our lives. And that's what I need. You know, you're like, Lord, and you can make a joke about it too. You're like, let them have it, you know. Let them, let them, let them fly in there and grab that slop before you do, you know. And you just sit out there and, and you come to the point where you're sitting watching the craziness versus joining in on craziness. And this is where I need to be, right? So think about these things. And the God of peace will be with you. I like that. Peace. Love, joy, peace. It's that number three fruit. You know, like that baby just hanging down there. And the Lord's like, come and get it. But it's on my tree. You got to come to me. You know, without me, you can't grow. Just like Jesus said, the vine and the branch. You know, without him, we're nothing. I need that. I need more of him. And I need less of me. And, um, and Christ protected Paul while he was in prison the whole time. 
Paul knew this. Paul was political. <laughs> I got to go back to that. We're in a system now where the name of Jesus, the world doesn't like it. Politics don't like it. You just, you just, you're causing problems. You know, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Just don't bring up the name of Jesus. Well, guess what? It ain't going to work. It didn't work then, and it's not going to work now. Uh, the power of Christ is the most powerful thing and the most beautiful thing. And it's the most true thing, noble, right, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. That all that. He's all that. And more. Because when you pull him out of our lives, think where we'd be right now. You know, it'd be a little different. A lot different. A whole lot different. Jim wouldn't be standing here right now. All right? Doing a lot different things. So when I say don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, be in prayer and petition and being thankful for it. So me as a fellow warrior, okay, I mean, I shouldn't be a warrior, I should be more of a warrior. I say to you, do as I try to do. Give it to the Lord. Say, Lord, will you please deal with this idiot? You know what I mean? Please. You know? And and that's all he asks. You know, he's not asking for perfection. Because remember, the disciples, they worried. And, and, and they went through some struggles. And yet, Jesus, boy, he really honed in on Peter right there. He's like, look, man, you know, what's it going to be here? Are you going to take care of my kids for me? You know what I mean? So, um, with that, that we would pray more. Give it to God. Amen? Lord, thank you for, uh, for your word. It is, um, it's, it's got so much in it. It really does. It seems like every day you have something new in store for us, Father. And, uh, and I just, um, and I thank you. And I pray for all of us here that we would not get caught up in the chaos and in the craziness that is to come, or actually every day, but that we can be a little bit of a light, just like Paul was in prison, he was a light in prison, that we could be, you know, in our own situation, that we could be a light, a light in a crazy world, because we know that the things that we go through, other people can grow along with us, and they can see, and but the bottom line is, Lord, that one day, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess, and we're going to be with you, Lord. And we will be face to face because he who carried out, you know, Lord, the one you, you started this good work and it's you're going to carry it out to completion, Lord. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this fellowship. Continue blessing us and helping us through this time. And we praise you in Jesus name. Amen.